0: On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we're sitting down with Sean Mitchell, an agent in Denver, to talk about how his love for Tesla has actually translated into multiple closed transactions. You're gonna learn about YouTube. You're gonna learn about uh, how he's grown 25,000 YouTube subscribers and also how to niche, how to find that niche, how to focus on your hobby and what you love and how how to turn that into more closed deals.
1: The Massive Agent Podcast.
0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 78 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Brome. Welcome to the show. This is a fun one. I get to talk about Tesla today. Teslas are awesome. If you guys have not driven a Tesla yet, go rent a Tesla. You can use the Turo app, T-U-R-O. Go rent a Tesla. We, I've, I've driven a couple of them, but we rented one for my wife on Mother's Day, which was incredible. They're just so freaking fast. They don't have gears to shift. So it's just like one perpetual, like, and (laughs) my kids loved it. Anyways, uh, I get to talk about Tesla and real estate because uh, we're sitting down with Sean Mitchell. He's an agent in Denver, Colorado, and he loves Tesla. And ever since I met him, he's been a Tesla guy and he he's had this hobby. Well, he's successfully merged his hobby and his love with his real estate career. And it's it's literally helped him close more transactions. He texted me the other day to tell me, "Hey, I just closed another deal directly from my Tesla community." And so I thought it would be a great time to have him on the show to talk about how niching down or how how finding that thing that your whatever your hobby is. Maybe it's making soap. Maybe it's collecting Pez dispensers like this weirdo right here, uh, or uh, barbecue, or whatever it is. Like maybe it's knitting if you dive into the community, if you do it the right way and leverage social media and and leverage the tools available, you can, you can become the realtor for that community. And Sean has successfully done that with Tesla, not just in Denver, but he's starting to get people reaching out from around the country, which is super cool. If you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. This is of course the massive agent podcast, the number one podcast hosted by me, and the number one podcast that starts with the word massive. Two accolades that are scientifically proven and that we're very proud of. Uh, okay, how about a real accolade? We are one of the finalists for the Inman Innovator of the Year Award in the podcast category, which is so humbling, so cool. I'm still on cloud nine about it, which is why I'm talking about it again this week. So thank thanks to you guys, because without you, the listener, without you guys chiming in and, and letting Inman know, Hey, this is a podcast we like it wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't just pick us randomly. So, uh, super cool. I'll find out at Inman connect in, in Las Vegas at the end of July, whether or not we win or not, but either, either way, just being a finalist for most innovative podcast of the year for for the Inman innovator of the year award is super, super cool. So thank you all for that. I'm very excited about it. Very proud of it and it's probably not the last time I'm going to mention it cuz it's uh, it's time to humble brag. Time to humble brag when you get some shit like that. Uh Anyways, so I am the host of the show. I'm a national speaker, trainer, and real estate marketing coach. I'm an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah with EXP Realty. I'm the host of another podcast and live video show called Industry Connected. If you haven't seen or heard that yet, definitely check it out. We go live every Friday afternoon on the Industry Syndicate Facebook page, and then it is a podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, you can find Industry Connected. That is for agents and loan officers, and it's a different show. We talk about marketing, but it's more industry related issues and things and it's good stuff. Go check it out. I'm the co-founder of that industry syndicate, which is the uh, real estate's very first media network. And we are this show is a proud founding member of that network. And I'm the founder of the Massive Agent Society, which is our lead generation and training, coaching, copy and paste ad program where only one agent per market can join. Uh, You can exclusively claim a market. So if you have not done that yet and you're wondering if your market's still available, go to massiveagentsociety.com, click on claim market at the top or in the menu if you're on mobile and check it out. If your market is not outlined in red, then you're good to go. You can actually claim it and be the only one with access to our Facebook ad database. The Massive Agent Society is for any agent who feels stuck or that they've lost control over their lead generation or maybe you've been paying Zillow some ungodly amount of money for leads when there's no branding going on whatsoever. Uh, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of why Facebook ads or are much better than Zillow, but anyone who's looking to take full control over their own lead generation, someone who wants to learn how to become a Facebook ads master. So you don't need a a coach for the next 10 years. You just want to get up to speed, learn how to do things, become a master. That's, that's who we're looking for. So if you also want to be the only agent in your entire market to receive referrals from our other members through our, uh, through our referral network, because there's only one agent per market, which is pretty awesome. Go to massiveagentsociety.com and hopefully your market is available. If not, uh, I'm sorry. Let's jump into the interview with Sean Mitchell and talk about how his love for Tesla has directly led to numerous closed transactions. And he has a bunch more in the pipeline just by, just by focusing on what he loves doing, just by taking his hobby and and doing a, a few certain things, which we'll talk about. And be, he became the Tesla realtor. He became the realtor for his community without beating him over the head with it. This is really good stuff. Let's jump into it. All right, guys, what's up? I'm sitting here with Sean Mitchell, the Tesla realtor. I don't know if he calls himself that, but I'm gonna call him that because he is. He's a realtor in Denver, Colorado with co listings, and he's the president of the Denver Tesla Club. Uh, Sean Sean reached out to me because we've been friends for a while. I think, Sean, did we meet on Snapchat?
1: Yeah, this all began on Snapchat, just like many of our fantastic friendships uh, in the real estate industry. Oh,
0: unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, so many relationships and doors have opened because of Snapchat like four years ago. Mind-blowing. But we first met back then and we've stayed in touch ever since. You actually came to Salt Lake, uh, I want to say a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and we spent some time together along with Jason Frazier. And And you kind of uh, told us how embracing your love for Tesla has actually helped your real estate business. Mm-hmm. And and it was really interesting to hear some of the stats that you had, or not stats, but just some of the stories about people you've met through through the Tesla Club and how it's led to homes being sold. And and then fast forward to now, you sent me a text the other day and you're like, Hey, I just closed my fifth deal mm-hmm. in the last two years directly from the Tesla club. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this is perfect. I mean, Tesla is a sexy topic. Anyways, I love sure. to talk about Tesla. You do. And yeah. now I want people to understand you can do what you love and really uh, like just drill deep on what you love and it can help your real estate business if you do it the right way. So Sean Mitchell, welcome to the massive agent podcast. How's it going?
1: Hey man, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I've I've had this idea in my head to to uh, reach out to you about this topic, and um, you know, I, I wanted to sort of get in, get get on the saddle, and get some some experience in in clients underneath the belt before I did it. But uh, I figured this is a, probably a, a, a great time to 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 be able to be on your podcast. So thanks for having
0: me on. You bet. Well, congratulations on on your success. I mean, you've closed. It. Some people may be like, no, oh, they have only closed five deals." Well, your your average price point is what? Yeah,
1: it's it's around half a million, just just
0: shy of half a million. Yeah, so we're talking sizable commission here while doing something that you love doing, anyways. That is no small thing. Even if you've closed one or two deals, it like let's say you love collecting Pez dispensers. Uh, like my wife put a kibosh on when we first when we first met, but <laughs> I don't have any anymore. Uh, let's say you love Pez dispensers and you really embrace that community and you you build this community in your area, you could become their realtor. You have done that in Denver. So you have some, I'm looking over some stuff you've sent me. You This is crazy. September of 2017, Sean took over the Denver Tesla Club, which had 75 members at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: September mm-hmm. 2017, okay, not even two years ago. And now they've grown from 75 members to a, almost 1,000. A yeah. And you're yeah. the president.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I run the thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's all about helping owners. So, you know, we have a monthly event. We meet up. We drive our car somewhere. We talk about Tesla. We eat. We, go, we actually have one this Saturday. We're going to do a picnic at a, at a lake here in the Denver area. And just chilling, you know, meeting up with people that have similar common interests.
0: I love it. So tell us a little bit of background about you as an agent. How long have yep. you been a realtor to begin with? How yep. long have you been driving Tesla? Get us yeah. up to speed on you, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I got licensed um, in April of 2017. So it's been a little over a year since I've been doing real estate. I, I'm not new to the industry though. I started off um uh, in a software company. I had, I had a career or background in software. Um, I was, I was their second, uh, bomb, bomb, second salesperson and, uh, way back in 2011. So that was my entry into real real estate. I've been in the industry for what, eight years now. And, um, you know, helping, helping real estate agents grow their business with, with video. That was the launching pad to me eventually getting into real estate. I got licensed in in April of 2017 and been hammering away um, the the first nine months that I was in the business in 2017. I think I did 15 deals, um, which was crushing it uh, in itself, but um, the the structure wasn't amicable um, in terms of uh, commission split. And so um, I made a slight change and then last year in 2018 did 11 deals and, uh, now probably on track to do something similar, you know, between, you know, if, if, if I hit 15 at my current commission structure, uh, you know, that, that'll be, that, that'll be close to 200 K of, of, uh, of income.
0: Yeah. That's nothing to complain about by any stretch. No. We get so focused in this industry about numbers, like how yep. many homes so-and-so is sold. Well, is it, is it about the number of homes sold or is it about making a living for you and your family? And yep. I'm not saying you shouldn't focus on the number. I mean it's nice to have goals. I I do that. We all do that. But it's it's not just about the number. Like it doesn't mean that if you've sold 50 homes you're a great agent and if you've sold sold 49 you suck.
1: Right. I mean you could you could do 50 deals in a year and take home, you know, 50% of that commission and and be not in great shape, you know, sacrificing your relationships and family. Uh, to not make a lot of money, or you can do, you know, a deal a year and, you know, take home 90% of the commission and be sitting very, very good.
0: 100%, man. Absolutely. And, and not to mention, do you even want to do that much work in a year? Do you even want to sell 50 homes? That's a lot of work it's
1: it's unhealthy in many many ways i mean as i said you know it impacts your relationships with your friends and family um but it also impacts your your mental state and your health um that, that you know if if you're doing 50 deals a year <laughs> you're probably not prioritizing getting out hiking running walking you know doing things that you really enjoy and um you're just not not a Better person if you're if you're doing all that work all by yourself now. If you have a team, maybe that's a different story. But right. if you're yeah. a solo agent doing fifty deals a year, um, you know, th- th- you're, you're sacrificing a lot.
0: Absolutely. And look, we both understand there's systems you can put in place. You know, you have assistants, transaction coordinators, other agents. Like we get it. We're just talking about the whole the whole point here is that the number of homes you sell doesn't mean anything more than you've sold that many homes. You could be a terrible agent that Mm -hmm. really like grossly underserves your clients and you sell a hundred homes a year. I know a few of those agents. They're terrible.
1: Yeah. And I think ultimately uh, you need to do what you love. You you find a way to, to enjoy the business. And if that's incorporating in some some hobbies into it like we'll talk about here in a moment uh to help you generate some business or or just you know you you love helping people in real estate, I think ultimately you you want to love and enjoy what you do because it's a very demanding job and you're running your own business. You're your own business owner and you you deal with everything. You're the marketing you're the marketing person, you're the salesperson, you're the HR person, you do everything essentially. And uh, if you don't love it, it that makes for a miserable day and week.
0: Absolutely. And look, I don't think anyone likes scheduling showings and driving across town to open doors and everything like that. It's it's not that, but there's other things about the business that you can love. I love the marketing. I loved getting a listing and then just marketing it uh my own way and just knocking it out of the park for the seller in creative ways other people can't do. I love that about the business. I put up with the other stuff so that I can do the marketing. And and you have found and first off, I have to I have to applaud you because you know the landscape here. You 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 come on the Massive Agent Podcast knowing I have squirrel moments a lot, nah, and, nah. and you noticed a little rant going on here. You're like, hey, let's <laughs> bring, let's bring it back home here, podcast host. So I <laughs> applaud you for doing that. Um, you you love Tesla, and so tell us about how you first got involved with Tesla, and and how you're like, wait a minute, I have something here where yeah. I can be the Tesla realtor, right? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, uh, so so the short version of how I ended up buying a Tesla is, I remember watching a documentary, and I highly recommend it if you're curious about electric cars or Tesla. There's this documentary that I watched back in 2011 called Who Killed the Electric Car? And it's this whole sort of storyline about how GM created this all-electric vehicle. Um, it was, you know, for, for, for many people, the, the best thing since sliced bread, but they uh, they they lease these people out to, you know, uh, well-to-do people and celebrities like Danny DeVito. They loved them. They thought they were fantastic. And then GM uh, decided to take them back and crush them. And then shortly after that, and, and along along this documentary, they also tell a story of Tesla, which back then in 2009 or 2008, they only had this two door, you know, n- novelty roadster built off of the Lotus Elise chassis. And also, um, it
0: really it, was built on the Lotus chassis.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh,
0: I, yeah. I've always thought that the original ones look like a Lotus.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, it is. It okay. is They they basically took the shell of the Lotus and then they put some batteries in the back. You know, they, I think that they cut it up and made it a little bit longer and did some you know other modifications. But yeah, that that their their very first production car, small production all bite. but uh, was this was this sort of Frankenstein, uh, a, a two door electric roadster. And then, you know, when I saw that documentary back in, back in 11, they were just starting to market the Model S as their, you know, their first all-electric four-door sedan. 2012 is when they started producing that. And then I just, I followed the company ever since I bought a used Tesla Model S back in September of 2016. And that was really where my love affair with electric cars and Tesla in particular began.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Teslas are so cool. So I'm so excited to, to to talk about them on the show show this week. Um and guys, if you haven't ever been in a Tesla or driven one, go go rent one for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did this on Mother's Day use, using Turo, T U R O. It's a it's a super cool app. It's like the Airbnb of cars kind of thing. Like other people yep. rent out their cars and it's all app-based, super easy. It's a lot better than uh, going through Hertz or Enterprise or any of that crap. But I rented a car for twenty four hours for my wife for Mother's Day. We got a, a Tesla Model Three, and it, mm-hmm. it was it was like hundred I don't know, one hundred and forty bucks after everything, like a, after the extra insurance and everything. It was so fun, and so
1: yeah, perfect anyways. perfect car for a real estate agent. I I yeah. I tell you, you you don't have to deal with gas, oil changes. Uh, you, you plug in every night, it charges overnight, you leave every day with the full charge and, you know, for, for the, the new versions of the Tesla right now, you know, you can find them for as low as 240 miles on a single charge, but most of them now are above 300 miles on a single charge. And, you know, most people in the real estate business don't do 300 miles of driving
0: in a single day. Uh, right. Um, yeah, that, that's a lot of driving. That's a lot of, a lot of listings. A lot of presentations.
1: Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now,
0: has, has the Tesla been economical for you? Like I've, I've heard you say that it's mm-hmm. actually a big money saver yeah. while enjoying the hell out of every minute. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's definitely a, a topic for a whole nother podcast, but what I determined, so I read an analysis. You're last... already setting up part two. I like, this. I I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is, this is part You're one, part two, right. Yeah. Um, so, I, I ran an analysis back in September, and this is something that that I did as a published video on my on my YouTube channel where I talk about electric cars. I compared my cost of electricity um, and 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 repairs to an Audi a seven which would be a similar priced car um, and and the the cost difference of maintaining the Audi alone just just the fuel and maintenance alone on the Audi versus my my cost of fuel, which is electricity and the maintenance as well, or maintenance and repairs on it was 76% less expensive than that Audi. Uh, that was over. I think at the time when I did that video, I had already driven 140,000 miles on the car. So we're talking about some real economics. I think, um, I'm ballparking here in, 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 you know, you'll just have to watch the, the video. In fact, I'm due for another one, but, but in that video, I think I estimated that the cost to power the Audi alone. Uh, You know, premium fuel, oil changes, transmission fluid changes was somewhere around twenty one thousand dollars, just round up to twenty thousand dollars. And then you know, my cost to to power, repair, maintain the Tesla was I think uh, around three or four thousand dollars. So over one hundred and forty thousand miles. So just you know, remarkable economics. It cost me. $8 $8 to charge my car with electricity to, to fully charged. So I can I can get around for about, you know, 240 miles on eight bucks.
0: Oh my God. And we're all spending, you know, 40, yeah, 40, 45, 50 bucks, depending yep. on what you're at. Yeah. Uh, gas here in Salt Lake's three bucks. So if you're yep. in California or New York or something, you're spending a hell of a lot more. That's nuts. Yeah,
1: that's, that's real economics, savings. man. I'm telling you. I mean, and, and that is why you see a lot of propaganda from you know whoever it is you know we can th- theorize another time but there's a lot of propaganda against tesla in particular because they're selling a shit ton of of vehicles right now and yep. in another United- battery
0: caught fire
1: right yeah oh, yeah wow. i mean gosh i mean there's there's I, I don't want to get on my soapbox but but there's <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of propaganda out there and there's just you know you know some of some of the some of the critics some of the criticisms are self-inflicted, you know. Elon Musk going on Joe Rogan's podcast and and smoking a blunt.
0: Oh, that oh. was fantastic! <laughs> I listened to that whole episode every single minute. That was fantastic. In fact,
1: I, you can't you can't see it because this is a, an audio podcast. But I'm actually wearing a shirt of Elon smoking the blunt, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, to 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 uh, you know celebrate celebrate this topic of this podcast. But uh, you'll
0: yeah. have to shoot me a, a photo of you wearing it, and I'll oh, totally. put it in our Instagram story. On.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: when when this show comes out,
1: that's yeah, awesome. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So li- li- little little rabbit trail there, but um, uh, this th- yeah, this journey. So so I bought the Tesla in September of 2016, and I just I, I really loved it. It was everything that I hoped it would be, and more. Uh, a fun car to drive, even still. I giggle like a you know like a 13 year old teenage girl um, whenever I accelerate the car. Oh that, yeah, that sort of parlayed into. Uh, publishing my very first YouTube video on the internet about Tesla on February 1st of, of 2017. That, um, I'm trying to remember what the what the video was about. Um, I Oh, it was about um, how the Tesla handles in snow. And of course, it's a beast. It's a beast in snow. And um, and I got some pretty good responses from that. And, and that was sort of the impetus to create more uh, Tesla content. And so by August... Of that same year, 2017, I had 1,000 subscribers. Uh, by November of that same year, I was up to 5,000 subscribers. And fast forward to January of 2019 this year, I had crossed over 10,000 subs. And uh, just just a, maybe a week or two ago, I crossed over uh, 25,000 subs. We're recording this in June of, of 2019.
0: Dude, that's incredible! A two hundred, what is it? Two hundred and fifty percent increase in six months.
1: Yeah, bananas. Yep. yep. Yeah.
0: Well, so you do really good videos. Um, Thanks for sure. And and guys, this this podcast is this is not just about Tesla. This is not just about finding your niche and and figuring out how to get into the community and becoming their realtor. This is a YouTube story as well. Sean's done an incredible job. What's the name of your channel? It's called All Things EV. Oh, that's very clever.
1: All Banana. Things EV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll add I'll add to this that that the, the sort of unanticipated thing is that you know I've I've put a lot of time and, and 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 money into creating content around electric vehicles. I also have a separate channel, though nowhere near as popular, um, where where I talk about uh, the real estate market here in Denver and tips for buyers and sellers. Everything that I've learned on the on the the Tesla and electric vehicle side, I'm able to transition, whether that's, whether that's just expertise of using final cut, um, or whether it's the, the gear, the camera, the, the tripod, all that mm-hmm. stuff I've been able to use, use for the real estate side as well. And do you, do you cross promote ever, or do you keep them separate? I, I do sort of subtly mention the real estate thing on the, the, the EV side, the nice. EV two page. So just
0: planting some seeds.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real subtle. I try not to, I try not to like self-promote too much because then people, people just don't like that um, when they're watching videos. So um, and, 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 and that has also sort of benefited me in some ways, which uh, um, maybe we'll get to a little bit later on, but yeah, um, I don't talk about what I, what I do on the real estate YouTube side is I, I, I want to attract um, buyers and sellers that, that either own EVs or, or are interested in solar. And so I do create topics around that and, and use a lot of the same information uh, on the real estate YouTube side.
0: Sure. I I know that when Tesla first announced the, uh, the shingles, the solar shingles, the Tesla roof, that's a big deal. And agents were sharing that content all over the place because it's directly relevant to the home. Mm -hmm. So is the battery in the garage. So is the fact you can charge your, your Tesla or whatever electric vehicle in the garage of your home. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Th- I mean, there's so many cool marketing things you could do around that. Like, you know, buy a garage for your Tesla and get the house with it. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, how have you then, uh, so we, we started the show mentioning you, you just closed your fifth transaction uh, directly related to your love for Tesla. Mm-hmm. How do you get, like, do you, how do how does everyone know that you are the tesla realtor how do you get yeah. that word out
1: yeah um it's it's a it's a really sort of interesting and maybe intentional but unintentional strategy of mine i i have this aversion i've been in sales for for many years i'm probably uh you know more than 15 years in the saddle of doing sales in some sort mostly software and real estate sales um and and you 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 grew up in these environments and and you get trained and taught on these very traditional ways to to quote sell sell um, and so getting into real estate running my own business I was able to call my own shots and I intentionally decided that I didn't want to be that typical salesperson I didn't want to use typical channels to um, to generate leads like Zillow Realtor dot com um, because everyone hates to be sold to, but, but everyone loves to buy things. And, and so it is this human nature to, to withdraw and become um, uh, protective when you feel like someone is trying to convince you of something that you don't want to do. And so um, m- my whole intent of, of getting involved with, with this electric vehicle thing and Tesla thing is is to do something that I love, create as much value as I can around around you know the cars and, and the industry and and by nature of of giving and and producing the valuable content that catches people's attention, attracts people towards me, and earns their trust. And when they have the need for real estate, which which you know, we we definitely need to talk about how electric vehicles in real estate overlap. But when they have a need to buy or sell, who do they think of? They think of me because I'm that, you know, real estate agent that owns a Tesla, that creates electric vehicle and solar and battery, home battery storage content
0: have most of these sales that have already closed and you're going to get so many more down the road that you don't even know are about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, have they come from the, the local Denver Tesla club or have some of them come from your all things EV channel? Yeah. Yeah. Initially it was,
1: it was the Denver Tesla club. You know, I, 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 have never, I don't think I've intentionally promoted myself on, on the Denver Tesla. We we have a very active Facebook page and, um, and so, so I, I try and, you know so there's no conflict of interest there i try and keep those things separate but inevitably you get to talking with people and and you, you become friend, pers- personal friends on on the facebook on facebook pages personal personal friends not just the uh, facebook group and then so they they sort of they sort of catch those things as you promote listings and promote content around real estate and then they 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 approach you so that was how it started initially and now it's becoming this much more uh, uh, national thing, you know, so, you know, with 25,000 subscribers and, and, far greater views on my, on my videos, um, uh, a l- little side note, I crossed over half a million views on my first, uh, uh, video just a few weeks ago. It was a video about the Tesla semi-truck. And so it gives you sort of a, an idea about the breadth of, of this reach and exposure. You mm-hmm. know, I, 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 um, I think this, I've got another video that's just about to cross over half a million views and many, many that have tens of thousands and some that have hundreds of thousands of views. And so, so you have this sort of natural exposure and they, they, they know, they, they know that you're in, Den- I have a, you know, my videos I have in the back, many of the backdrops of my uh, videos, I have this, this picture of, of, of Denver, Colorado, this really artsy picture of Denver, Colorado. So they know I'm in Denver and every once in a while I'll drop that I'm, I'm in real estate. So now just yesterday, actually someone out of the blue, I don't, I don't know who they are or if I've ever had any contact with them on my YouTube channel or, or social media. But someone reached out to me and said, hey, I'm a first-time home buyer. I follow your U- YouTube channel about electric vehicles. Um, I- I'd, love, I'd, love to, I'd love for you to help me buy a house. That was just yesterday. And that's, that, that happens often, actually. That's so cool. And they're not <laughs> in Denver? No, I, I do think that this person is in Denver.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Yes. I'm assuming well, so. And you, there's going to be so many referral opportunities that come your way uh, just by like this is the number one thing with no matter what you're trying to sell or whatever product or service, you have to get somebody's attention first with something that is interesting. Mm -hmm. And your, your amazing Tesla videos that educate and, and give people behind the scenes looks and and we'll we'll get to in a second, like how you've been invited to a Mm -hmm. bunch of the Tesla, like unveiling events and, and special events. And so you, you let people see what that's like and what's going on behind the scenes and it, it keeps them coming back. And then naturally, you mention you're in real estate, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Uh, and that's all you have to do. You, you just have to keep their attention. And rather than, hey, I'm the best realtor in Denver. Let me yeah. talk for, for three minutes about me and my company. And then we'll talk about Tesla. You don't do that. And, and it's working.
1: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I mean, this, this is sort of my sales philosophy. It should never be about what's in it for me, the real estate agent, right? It should always be about what's, what's in it for the other person. And, and, and by way of doing that, you sort of earn their trust because then they get the sense that you're not in it for yourself to make, make a deal to, you know, get a listing or whatever. You're, you're in it to help them, help educate them in that process. And if, if they're, if, if they, if they like the stuff that you're, you know, you're, you're talking about, then they will naturally reach out to you. And and whenever they ask for help or have a question, you already know. This is, this is like sales psychology 101. You already know that you have the leverage, right? You don't have to convince them because they have proactively reached out to you. That's, that, that's a little, little side note, but, but, but complete sales psychology 101, when they ask you for help, you already have the, the, the leverage and the, the permission to be able to, to help them. So, you know, you, you, we're we're probably twenty minutes or twenty five minutes into the podcast, you might be thinking if you're listening to this, what does all this talk about Tesla and electric vehicles have to do with a real estate podcast uh, you're You're in real estate well i talking about my hobby of electric vehicles has has had a surprising uh dovetail in the real estate business and and there's a few reasons why um knowing about electric vehicles has, has, has been a benefit to me in, in real estate. And, and the, you know, the first one is there, there are some nuances. If you are an EV owner, you, you have a client who's an EV owner, electric vehicle owner. Um, there's some nuances to buying a house. And so there, there's three that I wrote down. One of them is, um, how much room is in the breaker panel? You get, you know, you do the showing your clients like it. They want to put an offer on it before you put an offer on it you need to go to the, to, to the breaker panel and see, is that breaker panel maxed out? Because if it's maxed out, there's going to be an added cost to either do a sub panel or upgrade the panel completely because that electric vehicle needs to charge every night and you need to run a 50 or 80 amp breaker line from that panel to the garage so you can charge it. Can you charge it on a 110? Yes, but it's highly impractical, especially for bigger batteries that Tesla and many other um you know e v automakers uh have so so breaker panel box you need to know is it full is it not? Is there room to run a fifty amp uh to the garage? How far away is that breaker panel box because if it 's on the other side of the house it's going to be you know so so mine was really close to my my garage, and it cost me about six hundred dollars to run that line from the panel to the to the garage if it 's on the other side of the house, you might be looking at you know fifteen hundred bucks. To, to have an electrician come and, and run that line to the garage. So that's the first one. Uh, this, the, the second one is how far uh, okay, so we we already sort of covered that. How far away is the panel from the garage? And then and then the the third one is how much sun exposure does that roof get? I uh, say I've got four points here. Um, how much exposure does that roof get? And you're probably thinking, well, gosh, what does the sun exposure of the roof have to do with an electric vehicle? Whenever you own an EV, you use that electricity, you do see some moderate. Uh, electricity uh, use or cost of electricity, uh, that electricity bill go up. What happens naturally is that people start to think, especially people that are sort of environmentally focused in purchasing an electric vehicle, buying solar. So if you understand what what roof sun exposure has uh, on that roof, um, you you can assess whether that's going to be a good house to power your electric vehicle in the house with solar.
0: See, you, you have all this extra knowledge and, and context to help your particular clients, especially if they're Tesla or electric vehicle owners. And any time that you know a bunch of extra stuff that can help give them options, give them context, educate them on things that maybe they don't already know, that's what makes you a better agent than your competitors. That is what helps you stand out. Because, the I mean, let's be honest the vast majority of us, like if you, if you take 10 great agents, most of them do the same things, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And it's all good. But if you know some extra stuff, like you just mentioned, I never would have known that, uh, you know, that you can let them know like, Hey, this house might actually be a better fit than you think because of this, or this might actually have some more uh, roadblocks or hindrances. If you you know, if you do buy this, so then they know ahead of time, that's a big deal. And I'm sure that's, that really helps you create a a trust with your clients. And you probably have a better long-term relationship because you are their guy. Like you've educated them, you've held their hand through that whole process. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah. And, and I want to give one little tip here. So even if you're not interested in EVs in 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 maybe you have a an owner that's an electric vehicle owner or someone who wants to put solar on the roof, I'm going to give you a website uh, that will make you look like a freaking rock star. Um, and this, this is just something that I've sort of learned over time. Google has created this web page called Project Sunroof. And you can just Google it or it looks like the URL is uh, google.com slash get dot or slash slash get slash sunroof and you can essentially enter in the address of the house your client is considering buying and look at the the sun exposure of that roof. So you know it's it's gonna it uses Google satellite imagery to to identify how much sun exposure it has throughout the year. And if it's if the roof is covered by a bunch of big ass trees, it's probably going to, you know, you're probably gonna to have to consider cutting some of the trees down or looking at, you know, maybe it's facing the complete wrong direction or the roof line is not um, uh, uh, beneficial to solar. Those are some things that, that will make you look like a freaking rock star as a real estate agent with a client who is considering putting solar on the roof at some point in the future after purchase.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it- when you, when you really niche down, th- this is one of those added benefits of niching down and it doesn't have to be Tesla. It doesn't have to be, it could be Pez dispensers. It could be, you know, barbecue, whatever. But when you know so much about that topic, you can help other people who are also interested that may not know how that equates to the home that they're about to purchase or want to purchase.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I totally Amazing. agree. Yeah, I want to I want to give a, a few tips for listing agents as well because there are some grave sins, some some EV solar grave sins that I see happen all of the time, and and it's just lack of understanding and knowledge about how to market some of these um, some of these selling points. So if you have a, a a client who's selling their house, you've got the listing contract, and and they've got an electric vehicle multiple electric vehicles solar or home battery storage um i, I want to give you three three sort of things to keep in mind because you could you could potentially cost your client tens of thousands of dollars if you don't understand the value of some of these pieces and you don't communicate it in the listings so the first one is the the charging power lines that are installed in the garage as i mentioned earlier um, each line could be worth you know, six hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. If 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 a homeowner's got two EVs, two Teslas, um, they probably have run two of those lines to the garage to power the car. Um, that in itself um is is something that you need to be putting on on the listing to to market that. So to attract other people. And this will only become more of a selling point the more that people drive electric vehicles. The second thing is, if someone has solar on their roof, what I see, uh, the mistake that I see for listing agents is they'll put that the roof has solar and or that it's leased or paid off. But that's only, that's only part of the, the marketing that you should be doing. The other thing is, um, how large is that solar array? And it's measured in kilowatts. And and you need to know that because for someone who's got an electric vehicle, uh, maybe they've got the biggest battery pack that that uh, uh, automaker offers. If someone is is listing or selling a, a house that has solar and it only has a three kilowatt system, it's probably not going to be large enough. However, if you've got like a ten kilowatt system. Now, now we're talking, we're, we're talking some, some, uh, a big solar, array. And then, and then the other mistake that I see is the, the monetary benefit of solar panels. So it's one thing to have solar panels, but how does that impact the, the, the seller? How does that benefit the, the buyer rather? Um, that means, you know, here's an example, uh, that you could put in your listing. This is a 10 kilowatt system, which equates to zero cost of electricity in a, in a 12-month period or uh, uh, $1,200 a year in, a, in electricity savings. Put, put a monetary benefit on there so that people who have little to no clue about solar but are interested in it and want to buy a house of solar on it understand this is the, the, the cost benefit to buying this particular house, you're going to save X amount of dollars when you buy it, and you let this solar array do its
0: magic. When you put data like that in your listing, like if you're going to put that, you know this is ready for an electric vehicle or whatever. How many times I've seen it? This is EV ready. Like, what 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 does that mean? Yeah. So so when you dive into the details and you put them in the the description, then. It's going to get people more excited to come see that house before they ever see it. Like right. EV ready, what the hell does that mean? You know, if if, it, if they already know it has a you know ten kilowatt blah blah blah, and you know blah 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 boom, they're like, wow, that house sounds perfect for us. Yeah, yeah, they're going to absolutely. be that much more excited before they walk in the door, and they might overlook some things that might have turned them off otherwise because they've already made up their mind that that house would be great. That's a big deal.
1: For sure, yeah. Yes. I I didn't put this on the list here, but um, in fact, I I did a post uh, about this uh, last week. Uh, you know, the 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 grave sins of real estate agents when it comes to solar. Um, I see a lot of real estate agents uh, do they do not do aerial photos of the solar, and that is a huge mistake because people are people base whether they're interested in a house very much on on what the photos look like and and if they don't read the description of the listing and they're only looking at the photos and you haven't taken aerial photos and it doesn't show the solar you know you have a photographer who's taken photos from the ground up and not aerial uh, you're missing out on on highlighting that selling point so that's that's a that's sort of a, a an added bonus but but the last the last sort of tip I have for listing agents with clients who have uh, solar EVs is, um, you don't see this very much now, but this is going to change very quickly. There's this thing called home battery storage, and it's basically uh, companies who take the technology that's in electric vehicles, and they create a backup energy uh, uh, storage in the house. So if the power goes out, you have these home batteries that are powering the house for, you know depending on how many you have, hours and sometimes days, And, uh, this is a huge selling point too, because if you're in an area where storm goes out because of a blizzard or a tornado or, you know, ice or whatever, um, you, that, that seller, um, can, can, can power the house and keep, you know, most of the essentials running with this home battery storage. So another selling point that you need to make sure in market, if your client has those sort of things and they've made that investment into the house.
0: Great stuff. I appreciate you getting specific on some of that because uh, I didn't know most of that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to your YouTube channel again. So you're at you're at twenty five thousand subscribers. That's grown in like you know two and a half years or no one and a half years. Mm-hmm. No, beyond
1: two years now. It was twenty seventeen. Fe- February twenty seventeen. So we're February. Okay. Li- little over. We're about two and a half years into it.
0: Realtor math. You know how it yeah, is, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things you've done to advertise and market and grow your YouTube channel? Um, I would
1: say 95% of, of the growth has come organically. So, you know, week after week, just consistently producing content. Um, And and the YouTube algorithms really like that a lot when you're producing content consistently. So, my goal was to do two videos a week, and that that like I, I say that out loud that sounds really crazy to me for someone whose day job and uh, bread and butter in terms of of getting paid is real estate, but um, you know two videos a week talking about whatever you know the, the stuff that I know that does really is always like a slam dunk for me is talking about tesla but i 've sort of broadened the the scope to talk about other e v makers too. Um, so most of it has been organic. I've, I've, I've done this stuff long enough now where I've gotten published on, you know, pretty consistently on, on some websites. And so those websites will write a story around, The videos that I do, one of the things that I really love in terms of of electric vehicle content is crunching the numbers and the data. How efficient is it? How much much cost savings is there? You know, comparing EVs to each other, and so that that really resonates with a lot of people because people are really curious about you know how efficient are these things and and how much do they cost? Are they they expensive? And um, and so a lot of my content is is sort of like analyzing the pros and cons of, of EVs. So. I've never paid for advertising for, for my channel. It's, it's really
0: all just been people sharing the, the stuff out. That's pretty good. So you've, you've obviously figured out the right way to do it with your description, with your thumbnails, all that stuff. Cause that's some amazing growth for, for being pretty much mm-hmm. all organic. Nice job, man. Um, any, like, what's next for you? Are you uh, planning on doing any specific real estate mixed with Tesla marketing or have you already or how do you plan on doubling down on this, which is obviously working?
1: Yeah, um, it, it is, it is working, I would say. And a part of me doesn't want to rock the boat too much. Um, a lot of it is very much about consistency and, you know, I, I wanted to, to to sort of add this in here just to provide some context um, in terms of what, what percentage of business, um, that I've, that I've done has come from, uh, this, this sort of EV world. So, you know, in 2017, when I got licensed in April, 0% came from, from the EV, my EV world last year, 2018, it was about 20%. And if I were just to factor, what I have sort of in the pipeline right now that I know of 2019 looks like about 33%, but you know how real estate is. Sometimes people just approach you out of the blue, out of the woodworks, they've been following you for a long time. And, uh, so it could be higher, but, but I estimate in 2019, um, 33% of my business will come from my EV efforts. So, so I think a lot of it, Dustin is, is, is just continuing to, to, to be consistent, produce really good, valuable content that helps educate people. Um, I have done, I have sort of dipped my toes in, in the sort of Facebook marketing world with, uh, promoting, promoting that I'm working with, with Tesla owners in the Denver area, and then, you know, using Facebook marketing to, to attract others who have that interest that maybe I don't know, or don't know me. Um, but nice. um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to rock the boat too much. I just, uh, you know, my, my, my sole objective is to be consistent with what I'm doing, because I'm, I'm getting good feedback on it.
0: Love it. So Sean, uh, real quick, you've been invited to some really cool events, Tesla mm-hmm. events. How did you get to, how did you get invited to like the, the unveiling events and all that stuff? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think initially it was because I started referring business to Tesla. Um, Tesla has a referral program for owners. And uh, if, if someone if someone uh, gets that referral code and uses it to purchase a Tesla, um, then, then you sort of, as an owner, you get rewards. So a good example is... Um, it's like
0: the best affiliate program ever
1: it's it's brilliant i mean it is so so non traditional in terms of uh, automotive automotive sales but it is really brilliant because again you know who's who, who's more believable the company trying to sell the cars or the people who actually own the cars and love them And so it's a really brilliant marketing strategy. So that was how it first started. My first event was the Tesla Semi truck and Roadster event, which was which was really fun. At that time, I was essentially a nobody um, in the Tesla world, you know, in the the Tesla, uh, you know, content creation world. But um, you know, since then, I've been to a, a a Boring Company event, which is one of Elon Musk's other companies. They're drilling tunnels underneath LA and trying to solve. Traffic that way. That was a really interesting one. Um, this past May, I uh, got invited to the Model Y event, which is their upcoming compact SUV that that uh, you know they unveiled. And so at that, at that point, I sort of realized because I hadn't, I don't think I had ref- maybe I had referred some people, but I, I think at some point I got, I got on their their PR department's radar, and now they just invite me to to stuff because of my audience. The next one that I'm looking forward to is the Tesla pickup truck. So. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I get an invite to that event and can document it and, uh, you know, give people who follow the channel, a uh, you know, sort of close up and personal perspective of the, the pickup truck that a lot of people are very much looking forward to. Oh
0: yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try to refrain from <coughs> going down that road. Cause that's so cool that, I mean, pickup trucks, as we were talking about before we started recording, they're so inefficient with their, with their fuel economy, Uh, Mm -hmm. People spend so much because they have big tanks. Uh, they're just very expensive gas wise. So like that, that's going to be such a big deal. It's going to save companies, a lot of money, individuals, a lot of money. It's going to, it's just awesome. So cool. Uh, Sean, real quick, when we wrap up every episode with a guest, we have some rapid fire questions to help us help the massive agent audience get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, and then I'll give you a chance to, uh, tell people how they can find you aside from your all things EV channel, which you should Mm -hmm. all go look at and (laughs) study because like, look at how he does the description, the tags, the thumbnails, all of that with the the organic growth he's had. Go learn from that. That's pretty amazing. So Sean, Facebook or Instagram? At the moment,
1: Instagram for leisure, for business, Facebook all the way.
0: Gotcha. Instagram or Snapchat? Snapchat.
1: Instagram 100%. I've I've sort of lost my love for Snapchat. We've we've divorced.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Snapchat was divorced by many many people, <laughs> myself included. Yeah. Book or podcast? Um b- both maybe,
1: Audi- audiobook? Audi- audiobook is is my jam, but I I really do love podcasts. Are
0: you an Audible guy?
1: I use iBooks, so yeah, it, essentially okay. it's it's Audible content that that Apple, I guess, resells.
0: Nice. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Alexa or Google Home?
1: Neither, actually. I don't like them.
0: You don't like, well, they don't like you. So <laughs> it's a, Clearly. Now, we, we have a... Is it a privacy thing for you?
1: Um, I think I'm just not home enough to really enjoy the benefits of it. Um, yeah, not so much a privacy thing. We have one. We have a whatever we have the Alexa deal, whatever it's called, um in the house. My family uses it to to play music, but uh, yeah. I, I I'm not home enough to really enjoy it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. New York or LA?
1: New York.
0: Nice. Mountains or beach?
1: Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Mountains. I mean, I live in Colorado. I, I, I love mountains. I love getting up and hiking and skiing and stuff.
0: Absolutely. So are we in a real estate bubble or not a real estate bubble?
1: Well, I, I, I know everyone has got their own, own opinion in, in the industry. I really, really try hard not to be anecdotal and to look at the data. And when I look at the data in the Denver area, the data tells me that we 're in a very healthy market, so are we in a you know big big picture? I think anyone could be correct to say that the bu- a bubble will eventually burst. Um, what I see right now in the Denver area is that it 's a very very healthy market and it 's getting even better in terms of balance. It was very much a seller's market. Now it's balancing out a little bit more. Interest rates are very favorable. Um, number of listings is increasing. Average sale price is increasing. I'm very bullish on the market. In fact, my last real estate market update video that I published last week was all about how bullish I am about the market right now.
0: I love it. Yeah, Salt Lake is Salt Lake's very similar to that. It, it's a healthy market and it's not as crazy seller heavy as, as it was the last couple of years. Um, still very hot, mm-hmm. I know Denver is as well. Yep. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It, and look, it's all local. You know, there's some markets that are actually coming down right now, where home prices are going down. It just depends on where you're at. So, uh, podcast or vlog?
1: Uh, Um. I mean, right. I, in terms of content creation, definitely vlog or or you know, video content. I'm not so much a a vlogger like you might think of like. Um, I don't know who's a, who's a popular vlogger.
0: Um, like the nice dad or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I,
1: Daily V exactly. Yeah. I'm not so much of a vlogger like, Hey, let me take you along my day. Although I think I may eventually get into that. Uh, but, um, in terms of content creation, I like the video side as a consumer because I spend a lot of time in my car driving around podcast, YouTube or Facebook live, YouTube all the way
0: Uber or Lyft.
1: Lift because they're buying carbon uh, credits to offset the the carbon emissions that that are uh, uh, being emitted from from gasoline vehicles.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Nice. Yep. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Oh, I hate Grant Cardone in, in the in the <laughs> most polite way. I cannot. He he's sleazy and slime ball-y. I love Gary V. Um, he's been a mentor from afar for a long time. Um, I, I you know I go through phases where I'm like totally into his content and then get really busy and implement his stuff and but, sure. uh, yeah, yeah not, not a fan of Grant Cardone.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'll read his books. It, like his books is great, seriously. But it, it it's his voice, like the way he talks, the way he says things. I can't do it. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Can't do
0: it. I get it. Yes. Uh, Tesla Model S or Model X.
1: Ooh, n- now you're talking. Um, you're asking me to 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 make a decision about two things that I love. <laughs> Which kid uh, do you love more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh, man, uh, I go back and forth on this because I'm uh, at some point here very soon. I'm in the market to buy a new car. Oh, um, I like them both for different reasons. But for if, if I was going to go efficiency, it's going to be the Model S because it's you know a lower profile. The Model X has just this brilliant. Windshield. the The windshield literally goes over your head, so you got this massive view of everything. And it's a taller person, I really like that appeal. But it's not as efficient as their model S sedan.
0: Okay, I love it. I love the education along with the answer because I, yeah. I, I just like the X because it looks cool and it's an SUV yeah. and you know <laughs> the, the doors. How could you not like the doors? Yeah. Cool man. Um, I appreciate you so much being on the show and and sharing your, your expertise and your experience of just how you've, how you've really niched down into something that you love. This is not necessarily a Tesla show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about finding whatever it is you already love and figuring out how to be the agent for that community and different ways you could do that. So Sean, how can people find you online and connect with you?
1: Yeah. Um, on the real estate side, it's Sean M for Michael. Mitchell Seanmitchell.com. On the um, on the electric vehicle side, you can go to the website and find essentially everything uh, that I've put uh, published out. It's allthingsev.info. Allthingsev.info. Um, if you are in the market for a Tesla, uh, you can use a referral code Sean S E A N five ten Sean five ten. Give that to your to your sales advisor or put it in.
0: Uh, online, I think there might be a place for that, but uh yeah Sean five ten love it I think it 's so cool. Tesla does an affiliate program it, it, it like I love affiliate marketing anyways it it 's a genius for the company it 's great for the affiliate, and the fact that Tesla does it with such a large item is is really cool, so yeah Super cost effective it it really is it really is, and I will be buying a Tesla here in the next probably two years realistically. And so you better believe I'll be using your code.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure sort of talking, talking about the journey as well as giving some, some valuable tips for buyer
0: and uh, seller agents. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Sean. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. As always, you can get all the show notes over at MassiveAgentPodcast.com for this episode and any other previous show. So any any links, any uh, you know, if you want Sean's Instagram link, if you want a link to his website, to his YouTube channel, go over to MassiveAgentPodcast.com and click on Episodes and find this one. And you can also listen to the show over there as well with the Embedded Podcast Player and uh, any other previous episode as well. We have some other cool resources there. Click on the Resources link or tab uh, on on the website and uh, check out all the vendors that we have discounts for for websites agentology CRMs all that stuff go check it out ASAP speaking of agentology I want to give a quick plug for these guys I they're not sponsors of the show but I've been using them for a year and a half or so I absolutely swear by them. If you are running any kind of lead gen campaign, if you get any leads coming, coming in at all, even if they're organic through your website or whatever, agentology is like hiring an inside sales agent that works 24, seven, And they, they also have the experience of responding to millions of leads for other agents all around the country. And now they're doing it for mortgage loan officers as well. So these guys have so much data on what works. Like if I say, for example, because they do so much lead response, they test things. They, they test if you put like a typo in the text message, does that increase the response rate? Uh, sometimes they found that it does. They found that texting first when you get a new lead is far and away better than making a phone call first. They text first. We did a whole episode about that a few weeks back with David Tall, one of the co-founders of Agentology. So if you want to learn more about that and the data they have on the best way to, to respond to leads, go find that previous episode. I want to say it was like episode 72 or don't quote me on that. It's in the 70s, I think. Anyways, it's not that far back, but agentology, I swear by. So uh, for about five to $6 per lead, you can have them respond to all your leads guaranteed within five minutes, 24, seven, whether it's Christmas morning or Thanksgiving night, they will have someone in San Diego in the United States who speaks English, who is responding to your leads, which is incredible uh, for five or $6 a lead. And it happens automatically. And then you don't have to worry about responding when it's three in the morning. And by the way, 49% of leads come in after hours, after 5 PM and before 8 AM, half the leads come in after hours. Is your ISA going to do that? Are you going to respond to those within five minutes guaranteed every freaking time? Of course not. That's not humanly possible because we have to sleep. We have our lives to live. Sometimes we have to get in the shower. sometimes we have to eat. you know, so we can't do that. These guys do absolutely incredible. If you want to try them out and get fifty bucks off your very first month of agentology, just go to you, you have to use the link massiveagentpodcast dot com slash agentology. MassiveAGentPodcast.com slash agentology will get you the 50 bucks off your first month. Give them a shot. They are absolutely incredible. They convert so many more leads and they make sure every single lead is responded to very quickly. And they follow up for six months. The vast majority of the follow-ups by agentology is done in the first week where they, they really hammer it home and try to make contact with people. Uh, but they follow up for six months, which is incredible. Uh, I, there's two vendors in the well, three that I really love and swear by. Agentology is absolutely one of them. I've and I will always use them as long as I have any leads coming in. I will be using Agentology. I highly recommend, well, just hit my pop filter. I highly recommend you at least give them a shot for a few months if you're running Facebook ads, if you have Zillow, if you have any leads coming in. One more time to get 50 bucks off your first month, make sure you use the link massiveagentpodcast.com slash agentology and your life will be so much better and you'll convert more leads and sell more homes. And then you'll wonder, hmm, how can I just put more money into the system and do it all over again? It's awesome. All right, guys, uh, if you have not yet, go to our Alexa flash briefing called the Massive Agent Minute. Please enable that. If you like this show, this show's only once a week. If you like this show and you want to get more on a daily basis, just enable our Alexa flash briefing, whether you have an Echo device um, or even just the Alexa app. Even if you don't have an Echo device, you can just get the Alexa app and enable it. And then you just say, Alexa, play my flash briefing. And then whatever flash briefings you have enabled, it will play for the day. We have a new one every single day, seven days a week, between one and three minutes, a new idea, a tip, a strategy, um, a story about a transaction I'm dealing with, something that I, th- I think would would help you or educate you or entertain you at some level as a real estate professional. So if you like this podcast and you want little bite-sized chunks on a daily basis, please go enable the Massive Agent Minute. It's as simple as saying, Alexa, enable the Massive Agent Minute. Or on if you're on desktop, Go to amazon.com in the search bar up top, type in massive agent minute, and you can enable it from your freaking laptop. It's so cool. I hope this episode has given you a, a chance to, to think about what hobbies you're spending your time doing. What do you really enjoy doing? And then how you can marry that with your real estate career. There's gotta be a way. You just have to think outside the box. Think of any overlap. Think of a community that exists around whatever hobby or, or thing that you enjoy doing or, or spending your time doing you just have to do it. And, and there's a right, a right and wrong way. You don't jump into the community and say, Hey, I'm a real estate agent. If you need help, call me. You don't do that. Sean was very clear that that's not what he's done. He's played it cool and become an authority in the, in, in the community. And now people naturally find out he's an agent and use him. It's absolutely incredible stuff. So whatever it is you spend your time doing, you could do this too. Lastly, I'm going to ask, because this is a free podcast, we don't have any fee, but we do have dues to pay, all right? So I ask that to pay your dues, if you've had any any value received from this podcast at all, if you would please go to iTunes and leave us a review or a rating. A rating only takes like three seconds. You just click the number of stars, hopefully you're choosing five, and hit submit. A review... Take it take, you know, take 30 seconds, type a couple sentences about what you've learned from the show or or what the show means to you or how it's helped you or how it can help someone else and click submit. You have no idea how much that helps us to grow our audience and then attract better guests and then have better, better everything. So help us out, please. That's all we ask because this is a free show. Please share it with a friend if you've already left a review or a rating, uh, please share it. Share it with a colleague. Share it with an agent in your office. Share it uh, in a an industry Facebook group. Share it. I mean, just post it on Facebook. Post it on LinkedIn whatever it helps us get the word out about the podcast and we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate it lastly our affiliate disclosure some of the links mentioned may be affiliate links which means that if you decided to make a purchase i would earn a small commission at no additional cost to you this helps us reinvest back into making the podcast better thank you so much guys have an amazing weekend go sell some homes go close some loans take care